I feel so professional. You are professional. I'm a professional. We're professionals. <laughs> Um, welcome, welcome to uh, Ben Knows Nothing. I am here with the very lovely uh, Emma McPhee. Hi, everybody. Uh, hello, hello. Um, uh, Reconstructing Reality Podcast. Um, it is a podcast. Um, well, why don't you, I mean, you you definitely could explain it better than I'm going to explain it. So yeah. what, what was the, what was the ideas behind starting a podcast for you and in, in, mm-hmm. in some of the things that you wanted to address? Well, I started it in January, so not that long ago. Yeah. But I listen to podcasts all the time, and I just felt like I always had something that I wanted to say. And yeah. so I kind of just like was like, maybe I should start my own podcast. And I'm kind of at this point in my life where I feel like I can do whatever I believe I can do. So that's mainly why I started it. But I also just like endured a lot of trauma, as you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like I could give good advice to people that are my age to get through hardships and thrive and know that they're going to be okay. Yeah. So that was my main idea about it. To be able to deal with trauma in a real positive way, not have it hold you back in your life or feel that you couldn't take the proper steps forward because mm-hmm. of the trauma. Yeah. I mean, there was two paths that I could have taken like from my childhood and I took the positive one. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do that. And I also just wanted people to more so understand like how hard it is and kind of understand me because I've had a lot of friendships and stuff like that where we kind of just like butt heads and stuff. And mental health is a really hard thing to understand when someone's going through it and you, you don't, you know? So Having a podcast that kind of describes it helps. Well, it helps people also realize that maybe they're in that same spot and they didn't even know it. Maybe maybe they were sitting in that spot and going, am I the only one that struggles like this? And then you're like, no, no, you don't. And yeah. and that's a huge way to kind of lead people on to make them feel better about themselves that not every day is 100%. Yeah. Not every day is this home run. Um I met you, how old were you? I met you when you were... Probably 16 or 17. 16. And to see... To see some of the things that you had to go through. I remember when I first started training you. That's actually how I know um, uh, Emma. I I used to uh, train her here in Connecticut. And I trained most of your family. Mm-hmm. So it was obviously an easy, you know, layup for me to to work with you. And when you came in, you were so quiet and there was no confidence. You your language mm-hmm. was very negative. It was it was actually really hard and obviously I can't say anything because you're a young you, you know, you're a young teen at that time. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? 21. 21 now, you know, so I've known you for that long and the steps that I've seen you take, the things that I've seen you do and progress with your confidence, with um, lifting, with feeling better about yourself, with confident in your body, your mind, has been a, a hell of a journey to watch mm-hmm. from, like I said, being 16 and just this slump-shouldered, you know, really negative. I was depressed. You were straight up depressed. Like, it was yeah. really hard to have you here, you know, because I would go, I don't know what to, to say or do so my my coaching cues for you were always trying to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, don't don't put yourself down. Yeah. And if you needed to talk about something, 
I tried to talk with you. Yeah, the thing is, you helped me more than you even know. Like, you were one of the first people in my entire life that actually went through trauma as well, and you were able to understand what I was talking about. Like, I would come in and I'd be, like, so stressed out, and I'd be like, I just had, like, three nightmares last night. It had no sleep. Like, all this, you're like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had that, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one that went through this. I'm not the only one that feels alone in this and you helped me not only like the physical aspect but the mental aspect as well because you inspired me thank you i i'm trying to take compliments better thank you <laughs> i uh I, I think that's a that's a really it's a really great thing to say that makes me feel really good because i i did see that in you when when you came to me and, and we were talking and i remember i and i want to bring this up uh, you had this really bad traumatic nightmare and you, you had like night terrors and you couldn't mm. sleep. And, and so I, and I would still come. Yeah. In yeah. Lift. And you would still come in to lift and you're like eyes all, you know, and I'd be like, Hey, how's it going? You're like, you're like this is my second coffee. It's, bad. it's really bad. So then you, she'd come in and I feel terrible because I do know where that was headed. So, yeah. so I used to have night terrors and I had insomnia as a kid. And then I also got very paranoid because I was living a life that I probably shouldn't have been living at that time. I was into, you know, uh, drugs, into dealing drugs. I was into um, just over my head as a, as a kid. Um, I had some things happen to me that shouldn't have happened as a, I was like 15, 16, had, had been shot at. I've had a gun put to my head as a, as a young boy. Um, I've had some really traumatic, awful things happen uh, with other people, violence, you name it. And I always... I, I always deflected with comedy. Yeah. I always was trying to be funny and silly and because I, I didn't want anybody to feel the pain that I felt. And I would get night terrors and I would get paranoid and I couldn't fall asleep. So there'd be days, maybe even weeks, where I would get like one to two hours yeah. and I would wake up in a cold sweat. Same dream. And I remember I asked you, I don't know if you remember this. I asked you about this dream that you had and you weren't ready to talk about it. And you went, hey, I, I, I don't want to talk about this. You're like, I, I can't. And I was like, okay. But then two, three weeks later, I talked. I remember I was telling you, like, hey, man, I'm with you. I, I got the same thing. Two, three weeks later, you came in, and uh, we we're going to go do this, like some barbell squats or something. And you said, you said, oh, my God, I had that dream again. And I didn't ask you. I just left it. And then you went, it was an awful dream. And you started describing the dream, and I was like, that was her time to to open up and say, "Hey, I'm ready," yeah. because you finally had met somebody, um, like you said, that might have went through um, similar things, similar pains and traumas that are awful, especially with sleeping. Yeah. It's like the worst. Oh my God, yeah, it's and the worst. it's crazy because like a lot of people in that time of my life will recall things like that. Like I don't even remember that. Yeah, like when I was going through my traumatic phase like there are so many parts of my life that I seriously cannot remember like blacked out yeah I yeah. mean I was just not sleeping I was not in the moment I was just like I was on zombie mode all the time so it wasn't until I finally like had therapy and processed everything where I finally like started living my life like I wasn't living yeah that's very true that's very true now with with therapy if you don't mind me asking how how long, how often, and how did you, how did that go? Like, cause that's a, that's a weird thing, right? When you yeah, tell definitely. a, when you tell somebody that they need to go to therapy, 
they automatically think you're a quack. Like they automatically think you're crazy. And you're like, dude, like me personally, I went to therapy. I went to couples therapy. I remember I was in a relationship. It was a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been, you know, just, and then going to therapy more regularly helped me deal with that because obviously my thing, but how did that work for you? Well, when I was a young, young girl and my dad took me to therapy and stuff, I was like, no, like absolutely not. I would just cry. I wouldn't want to go. But as I got older, I kind of realized there wasn't a lot of people for me to confide in. So I was like, I definitely like need someone to talk to. I kind of just made that decision myself. And um, my stepmom actually helped me find a therapist. And when I went there, it was really cute because it was actually in a house and there was a cat and (laughs) it was like super relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is good for me. And when I started talking about the things that happened, like I didn't realize how bad they actually were until my therapist like told me that. Um, So once I kind of realized how intense the things that I went through were, I knew that like the next step I needed to take was to like process this and get through it and that's the only way that I was able to so like talking um, about it yeah when you have PTSD which is what I have I have complex PTSD so it wasn't just one traumatic event it was multiple and it's kind of like a tree with like a, a bunch of branches and the thing you do in therapy with that is EMDR so you either look at like something that's going back and forth or you hold things that are like pulsating and both your hands so I've been doing that for years I actually still do it but I took a break for probably like a year and a half while I was transitioning between therapists um but that's how I kind of ultimately got through my trauma yeah that's huge and I don't yeah I barely have those dreams anymore um there was just a lot that I held inside of me that I needed to get out and EMDR like really does work yeah yeah and now, I mean, I don't want it, to, it's completely up to you. I think sharing with some of the people, some of that trauma, yeah. you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I know we kind of, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but if it's something you want to, just so you can relate to, yeah. to, to people, um, you know, I think people would uh, like to hear that. Yeah. You know? um, well, without getting too deep into it, yeah, uh, as a child, I grew up with both my dad, who is a great man. It's awesome. Best did guy. his best to raise me. He supports us. He works really hard. Um, and then I lived with my mom, and she struggles with addiction, both drugs and alcohol, which is a disease. It's, you know, it's not her fault. She really does uh, struggle in life. And uh, her house was very chaotic. A lot yeah. of things happened there. And I saw a lot of things that a young girl shouldn't have seen and also just lacked that basic guidance, love, nurturing care that I needed at that age because my dad was working a lot. And then when I was at my mom's house, there was no parental supervision. There was no advice. Um, The way she dealt with hard things in her life is not the way that you deal with things. Um, And I learned uh, just the opposite of how to deal with things, basically. Uh, so there's a lot of things that happened. I could go on and on and on about, like, the traumatic things that happened, but it was mostly just, like, not a safe place for me. Yeah. I, I felt very unsafe there. I actually I kept a knife under my pillow every night I slept there. Wow. Um, yeah, that's tough. And that's my, crazy. Yeah, and yeah. My, my dad didn't know, by the way, like, anything well, you could, that was going on. Well, because you weren't communicating exactly, back and forth. Yeah. I would be, like, threatened with, if you tell your father, like, something bad is going to happen. So 
uh, yeah, there was no communication between what was going on. Um, So, yeah, my dad had no idea. And obviously when you're going through something like that, you don't really talk like a normal young girl. You don't communicate and have friendships that are normal and happy. And um, I was a loner for a long time because I just didn't even know how friendships worked. Like, it was just... It was bad. I I noticed that trauma in you when you first came in, but I didn't. So, I've I've obviously have this imposter syndrome for from my childhood. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm not worthy of anything, um, and that's something I've obviously worked through, and I'm trying to work through a little bit more. Um, I'm, but I do notice that type of trauma in somebody because I can tell. Like it's like it's weird. It's like a club that you know you don't want to be in. Like it's like you don't want to be in this club. I don't want to be in this club either. But here we are. Um, I remember when I was a young a young man or young young boy. Actually, it was like fifteen. I think I just turned fifteen, and it was the first time that I realized that I was going to be homeless. That I wasn't going to be able to go sleep in somebody's house. I like didn't have a place to go, um, and I slept outside. I remember um, sleeping on a, a shed that um, I, I was trying to sleep at this girl's house and she's like her mom's like you're a boy there's no way you're sleeping over dude like what are you talking about and so I was like oh okay so I was like I'll just go to my go back go back home and I didn't have a place to go Um, my parents just got into you know it was just really bad very toxic relationship Um, uh, you know I love by the way like love my dad love my mom now we've worked through a lot it's taken a lot but I noticed that trauma um, in you because I went through those types of things um drugs, alcohol, violence, I mean, you, you name it. So I always try to, I'm not downplaying those things. Like I just said it very <laughs> casually, but I'm over it. It's not me anymore. I worked, I worked through a lot of stuff to get where I am at and I'm trying to deal with that imposter syndrome. So when I would see you and you would come in and I would talk to you, I was like, how is it that this great, sweet person and is just so meek and, and close-shouldered and, and, and just drear. Like, you just look dragged down all the time. And I was just like, I really did feel for that. So, like, listening to you and trying to um, understand better was always something I wanted to do when you were around. And and if you needed to let something out, we go let it out. We go beat the shit out of a bag. Mm, yeah. Or we go lift up, you know, heavy weights or, or whatever. And now now seeing you kind of come into that confidence... Like you said, like, hey, I dealt, I, I went to therapy, I dealt with those types of things, and you're not the only one. Yeah. Like, it's like when you have that message for other, you know, young women, and you're like, hey, uh, not the only one, I'm here for you, we can, I, I we, we have options, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a lovely thing to see yeah. somebody um, do as well as you're doing yeah. with the type I mean, of I'm not the person that I was a few years ago like the growth that I've had is absolutely incredible like, yeah even two years ago like I I've just come such a long way but it is an active effort like you have to help yourself you have to make that effort to get better like if I didn't want to get better and I just like stayed in my bed I didn't go to therapy and I didn't work through what I had to work through yeah I just I wouldn't be where I am that's very true that's very true I think watching trauma is such a pain in the ass isn't it it's it's one of those things it really is because (laughs) it's it's one of those things that you think it's never over right it's never really over Mm -hmm. 
But I do think that people, we all want to struggle. It's almost like the new thing to do, like is to explain your struggle. But instead of like measuring up against people, I stopped doing that. I used to do that and I was really bad at this. And we're talking within like four years ago, five years ago. It'd be like, you don't have any struggle. Look at you. You know, you live with your parents and you do this and you, you, you'd be like, you have a cushy life. Like, you don't know what that person's gone through. Yeah. So the mountain is the same. How we all get up there is different. Yeah. So it's like life is a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's shit wall to wall. Like it, it does suck. Mm-hmm. And we we all have to embrace that suffering. But this like suffering Olympics yeah. that people have with one another, it's like, dude, don't compare yourself to somebody yeah. else. Compare yourself to you yeah. because the mountain is there regardless. That's life. Life's yeah, I remember here. I was talking to someone before and uh, they were telling me how their friend like has an alcoholic mother or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could like relate to that. And they were like, well, yeah, she has it worse, though. I hate. And it. I'm yeah, like, fuck that. That's OK. First that's of all, you don't, you don't even know. What you don't I know me through. or know me. Yeah. You, you don't know me. And yeah. uh, just saying like something like that is super insensitive. It's extremely um, disheartening and, and insensitive to see when somebody w- will see you and just be like, uh, and, and I, or, or just like play it down. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of dealing with that now in a different sense. Like people will see my success, which by the way, we're, I'm still struggling every day. You know, it's like businesses are struggling. It's hard. So what people will do is they'll see everything that I worked 15 hours days, um, you know, I'd go home, fall asleep. I had no furniture in my apartment, none. I had a bench, a fold-out bench that you have actually used out there. Um, I had it as a piece of my furniture. And I didn't let anybody know. I had a spoon, I had a fork, I had a couple of plates, a couple of uh, stuff my mom gave me, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bed on the ground. Like, for me, that was good enough. And while I was trying to build, that worked, yeah. you know? So when you when people see that you're doing better, they automatically would go, well, you had it easy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you you saw the finished product. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at you and they think, they're like, you're like, you see me now. You're seeing this mm-hmm. finished, nobody's ever finished, mm-hmm. but finished product. Yeah. You didn't see me when I was 16, 17, hadn't slept in days, mm-hmm. knife, sleeping with a knife under my bed, worried about- Scared about my life. Scared about my life. Like, you, you don't see that. I was a young yeah. girl. You know what I mean? And they just- they'll easily dismiss it. But the thing is, if I put myself back in my body when I was 16 and I saw myself now, I probably would be that way. Yeah. I'd probably be like, wow, like, look at that girl. Like, she has it all figured out. Like, so <sighs> okay. my younger self would be envious of who I am now. So yeah. there's just, like, so much work that needs to be done to actually recognize, like, what it takes to get there. That, that, you said what I, you said something, I would have said that in reverse, and you said it, and I think it's way more profound by the way that you just said that, that you would have looked at yourself now. Mm-hmm. I would have said I would have looked at myself as a kid and pitied, and you turned that around. See, that, mm-hmm. that is, uh, that's different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have looked at it that way. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. I, um, <laughs> I used to say, like, the old me would have just beat the shit out of this guy mm-hmm. um, because he was so... Um, just angry all the time. Like, oh my God. Like, he's yeah. so fucking angry all the time. You just want to just hit things. And I think that's what me personally, lifting, moving, boxing, um, you know, physical fitness, mm-hmm. 
has played a huge part in my depression. Oh my a gosh, huge yeah, part. For sure. And do you talk about that often on your podcast? Like, do you uh, talk yeah, about that? Yeah, I just had a recent episode where I talked about how exercise is just like, if you do 30 minutes a day, no matter what it is, like go for a walk, do stretching, even like just moving your body. It helps so much, so drastically. Like right now I have mono or at least I've had it for a few weeks now. I haven't been able to work out. Yeah, it kicks um, your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I've had mono. So uh, my mental health has definitely been down a little bit just because I haven't been able to move my body. I, I feel like kind of like a piece of shit just like <laughs> sitting in my yeah. bed like doing nothing but eating and watching shows um so it kind of did take me back to those days where I really didn't move my body and I stayed in bed and I didn't do anything for myself and sometimes you forget how actually like hard that was like I when I think about anxiety now like it's a lot less than what it was before and I try my best not to think about how bad it was because I don't like putting my brain back in that moment so when I am like struggling again I I recognize oh my god like this is what it was like yes and it's so hard but once I get back healthy of course and I start working out again and getting back into the groove of life I'm gonna feel a lot better but it's just like the difference between like taking care of yourself and not just like does so much to your mental health. Well, you're talking about the, the mental health, you know, in, in exercising and moving. At least you can recognize that not moving and all of those things like you, you, we're doing it again where we're recognizing like, hey, I have this thing that's going on, but this isn't this is temporary. This isn't me forever. This is just, hey, I feel like a piece of shit. I feel like a piece of shit because I'm just sitting there watching Netflix, eating Skittles or whatever. And we're so, well, we all do it. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we all do. And, um, and I do want to talk, I'm, I'm glad that you're here because I do want to talk to you about uh, something too that I, that I've recognized myself. But when you know, hey, this is temporary, I'm going to, I'm going to move on from it and I need to get out and move. And I think that it's the most underutilized medicine and I'll say medicine, I don't care. It's the most underutilized thing a person can do is just movement. And I don't even mean lifting. I mean walking, going out, getting some getting some sun, yoga, uh, Pilates, uh, walking on, swimming. I don't Anything. care. Hiking, it doesn't yeah. matter. And I, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about this. So I noticed that I was doing this thing and it was fucking annoying. It was driving me crazy. So on Friday nights and Saturday afternoons, I did this thing that really pissed me off. And it, and 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 maybe you do it too. I would I'd work at, you know, I I'm obviously I own a, a personal training facility and, you know, we're doing, you know, we're trying to do our thing, but Friday nights I would just be like I have the day off and I would just like wait for people to text me to go to the bar or to go hang out to have a drink or go go to dinner. You know, just do whatever. And I, I I'm fucking 33 i'm 33 years old like i'm like waiting you know what i mean and i'm like laying on the couch and then just like getting up and and i get it we all have to reboot sometimes because i work i work a lot but instead i was like you know what i'm gonna do instead of like just going to like go to the bar which makes me feel like shit usually the next day and doing this i'm gonna start climbing i started doing the the rock climbing stuff it's 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 so much fun and by the way i'm terrified not terrified of heights, but just, I, am. I have an adequate fear of heights because mm-hmm. falling sucks. Yeah. Like if you fall, that shit sucks, yeah. you know? So I started doing that. And what I noticed is I'm not waiting around for a text anymore for, to go out drinking or to feel like shit or go 
even he, he, I'm not I'm doing something that's going to propel me forward not necessarily hold me back and I felt that like on Fridays I was almost like depressed towards the end of the day like I was like oh man like I'm not going out I, I, I didn't find anybody to go hang out with and drink with yeah. and I was just instead I'm like dude just go climb a rock wall you'll feel amazing your heart is beating body your chest like get your heart rate up that is where all of the fun is it is an amazing do things that scare you maybe not even doesn't even have to be that extreme but it works for me and then that and then i am on such a cloud nine for the rest of the thing and then saturdays started hiking you know like going out being with nature just getting out of putting your phone down, not like acknowledging it um, is huge for depression. Mm -hmm. Um, Like setting up that your body is tired at the end of the night, because now I'm more active on the weekends than I've ever been ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm a active guy, Mm -hmm. you know? So instead of me waiting around just to like drink and, you know, and it makes me feel like shit and I'm like, and yeah, I mean, I like hanging on my buddies every once in a while and having a good time. But it doesn't have to be every Friday or yeah. every Saturday. I recognize with that my, myself as well because I go out. Of course, I'm in Tampa. I'm 21 years old. Woo, it's kind yeah. of prime time. Yeah. That's what <laughs> all of my friends do. Yes. Um, but I do realize like the next day I'll, I have anxiety. I'm just like depressed. I'm like I feel disgusting, yeah. you know? So like kind of going a different direction and – trying not to drink as much or just like find hobbies that are fun that don't have to involve drinking or partying is also something that I'm looking I'm ar- I'm only 21 yeah but, yeah um, but you've lived I've lived you've lived yeah you've lived that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. it makes sense so yeah I mean finding finding activities where you don't have to be plastered all the time is huge and like dude don't like you said, it's like, don't get me wrong. I love drinking. Like I, 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 let's just be honest here. Super love drinking. It's a lot of fun. But what I have noticed is it's always been something I could just kind of leave. Like I'm not do, but it's amazing how many of your friends, like people will be like, why, what's wrong? And you're like, I don't know. just don't feel like drinking. And like, I don't feel and they're like, why is everything okay? And you're like, dude, I mean, it, yes. I mean, I just didn't want to drink. Yeah. So you're at a different age like where, where I was is like, I went, I kind of went through that too, where it was like, your friends just start to drop off. They still keep going to the bars. They still keep doing their thing. They still, I don't know. They just don't, um, they kind of want to, they, they like that their routine, Mm. go to work nine to five, uh, go to happy hour on Thursday, go out on Friday, get plastered, a little bit of recovery until Saturday night, get plastered Saturday night, Sunday, dread Monday, you know, and it's like, I, I had to stay away from people like that because they were so draining. I'm like, you just can't be around them. It's like you, you're zapping my energy, my love for life. Mm -hmm. So I think that we talked about that briefly. You were like, dude, I think like, I gotta like take it easy, Mm -hmm. you know, like drink it because I just feel that. And that's such a good message to people because I think that, you know, young girls, and whatever, you know, young ladies don't want to stop drinking at 21, 22, but it's like, Hey dude, if like, if you don't want to, don't, don't do it. You don't need to follow that like social norm. You know, it's like, it's hard to find friends that prioritize their mental health yeah. too, especially in college. 
Um, and that's why I feel like I don't have like a huge friend group or I don't get close to a lot of people because I'm very selective about who I spend my time with, especially because I'm a very vulnerable person, a very vulnerable friend. I don't just share everything with someone that wouldn't understand it or would give me negative feedback or kind of just prioritizes the wrong things. And it's just when you're on your mental health journey and you're trying to better yourself, you lose friends because not everyone is doing that. And it takes a long time for them to realize what they need to do too. Like I'm young. Like every time I speak to my therapist, she's like, I understand why you don't have that many friends because you're just like light years ahead of other. I'm not trying to like brag or anything. No, 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 no. No, you're not being too self-graduatory. I mean, yeah, no, you no, you're doing the right thing. I've just been working on myself for years now and it's hard to find friends that also prioritize that. This is this is good because I called you an old soul a long time ago. I don't know if you remember that. I was like, you're like an old. I'm like, dude, you're like an old soul. But I think I think what this means is. The struggle, it could mean this, like par- partially um, multivariable. The trauma and the suffering that we go through, and this is why I I view this way too, I literally do not speak. I don't even speak the language of complaining. Like I don't, I don't mean it in, a, in, in like, when you're, I'm around people and they're bitching about really dumb shit. Like, and I mean, come on, just like really dumb shit. And people who they're just negative they're about so like every aspect everything. of their life, and you can't. No matter what you say, yeah, it's like no, but this, no, no but, but this, this. yeah. And I'm like, well, like, what am I supposed to? I yeah. can't help you. you yeah, know? like, yeah, I definitely understand that. So, so having that, you have that, that the trauma, in my opinion, the trauma and the suffering that you've gone through, and maybe even that I've gone through, has matured us so quickly Mm -hmm. because we didn't have that opportunity to stay naive Mm -hmm. or stay in that sense of like oh i'm just gonna do this i was drinking when i was like 15 Mm -hmm. like like i was drinking 14 15 i was already working 55 hours a week at 15 i lied on my on my application i said i was 16 and i forged the signature just so i could work there and it just is what it is. I mean, I, I sorry, Carmine, for lying to you, but I'm just saying, like, I it is what it is, bro. So, you know, my thing was is like, I we were pushed, like, to mature quickly, mm-hmm. yeah. and so when you were around all these friends that are 21, and they're like, yeah, let's fucking go, let's go, Emma, woo, and you're just like, bro, like, it, it, I can't do this with you. I've done this so many times. I don't need to do this with you anymore, and or they're like oh my God, can you believe that? And you're like, dude, why are we even bitching about this stuff? Like, yeah. come on, what are we, what are we doing yeah. here? And it, it's not it, it, it's not like that, but you finally see those people who are just spinning their tires all the time. You're like, dude, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you recognize like, hey, that could be a pitfall for me. Yeah. I can't be involved with that. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, and, and I think that that's huge to be able to notice it. Like your therapist saying, like, hey, at a young age, you're like, that's why you don't, you don't get like this with people because this means something to you. Mm-hmm. This isn't just friendship should mean something to you, yeah. you know, and, and you've seen probably so many people have throwaway friendships mm-hmm. probably at your age. I imagine. Yeah. You know, I also had to do that. Like yeah. when I was finally going through my mental health journey, I had to cut people off because they just weren't 
prioritizing the things that I wanted to prioritize or like understanding of what I needed if I was like hey I need to just like stay the night in I need to take care of myself I'm gonna like take a bath or something they'd be like wow like (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like well I'm not trying to be mean you know (laughs) they're like wow and you're like bro seriously like but really that's such a it was high school okay yeah 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 that that is a weird but, but I mean, I get how that would be weird at that age. Cause I remember like people were like, exactly, yeah. they were like, yo, Ben, let's, let's, uh, let, I, I remember they were like, you, you go, you're going to go to the basketball game. It's like, dude, I'm fucking working. Like I work like, and they're like, what, where do you work? You're like, how do you work? And you know, I mean, don't get me wrong though. I, I party. Oh, dude, same, I do same. my thing on the weekends and stuff. And I, and I like to, uh, but it's like priorities is what i'm saying i guess you know you know the value of staying in and collecting your thoughts writing what do you now besides the mental health aspect or not mental uh the physical aspect of taking care of mental health and dealing with trauma are you journaling reading doing things like that yeah oh yeah okay uh i do all of it i especially when i'm feeling really anxious i'll journal almost every night um i have something called like a uh, complain journal or something. Okay. So I just write down every single negative thought that I have in my head because I still obviously have those. You we know? all do. We all do. That's um, never going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. So then I do like a line in the middle and then I write like the contradicting belief to it. So if it's like, I feel sick, okay. um, I am healthy. Mm-hmm. I am okay. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm growing. So I'll just do affirmations on the other side. It's huge. And then I also, I paint, I draw a little bit. I listen to music. That's really therapeutic for me. Extremely. I take baths. Yeah. I mean, I, you I are try my soul. best, yeah, to just like take care of myself and my body to feel good and recoup. Um, and also cleaning. Is yeah, cleaning is super I, therapeutic. Yeah, like organizing. I just feel like I have my life together when Pl- I do that. Play with your cat? <laughs> yep. Dude. She's the cutest cat yeah, ever. So it's cute. so cute. I love <laughs> having two cats. Like they're therapeutic. Yeah. They totally get it. Like mm-hmm. a cat dog. I mean, people are like, well, you don't like dogs. It's like, dude, I fucking love dogs. Right. Yeah. And you're like, yo, I love my cat. We're like, you hate dogs. Like, when the fuck did I say that? <laughs> I like, know. when did that happen? <laughs> so, like, um, but in anything, it's like, it doesn't need to be. I love both. Um, but cats know, man, like you'll be sitting there like it's just super mm-hmm. sad. And they're like bashing yeah. their head up She's against your face. She's just always been there for me. She's so sweet. So cute. She's yeah. just so, such a pretty looking cat. Yeah. Um, bougie ass cat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, journaling, journaling, writing jokes for me were a big one because I, I'm, I aspired to be a comedian. Um, definitely want to. I picked a hell of a 2020 to start, which was a terrible idea. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing this. And then I was like, oh, pandemic. I'm like, yeah, great. Uh, so that, that didn't That's happen. That's so cool if you, if you do start. Like- oh, no, I can't wait. It's, it's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of like when. Um, and I need to get out, out of my head about bombing i know i'm gonna bomb i'm gonna bomb most of the time but (laughs) it's just part of it it's part of it and 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 i do that with every other activity except for the activity that i knew i needed to do which is one get on stage so i will be doing that um i've had some people try to push me onto that and it's like i think i just need to do it when i'm ready um i had a friend and he was like yo i scheduled like scheduled me to be on something i'm like I do, and I, you should see me. Do it. Oh, I choke so bad. I choke so bad because I was scared, yeah. and I still am scared. And uh, that is a very oh, hard so thing to do. So scared. I wouldn't be able to do it. I think you'd be able to do it. I just think you wouldn't do it well. You'd fucking bomb, just like me. I'm gonna bomb. 
So he was like, I got you. Don't worry. I got you on, they, like, your name's on it and everything. I'm like, no, dude, I, I can't do this. Um, there will be a time. Eventually. Eventually, I will, I will muster up the courage to do it. Um, so, I mean, writing jokes, writing down things, reading books. Reading. I've been reading. Reading's huge. I just got into it, but... Same. I love it. Yeah. I used to just like go on my phone before bed and now I have a bunch of books that I've been reading. It's mostly fiction. Yeah. I used to read a lot of nonfiction mental health stuff, but I'm kind of over it now. I kind of just want to like get lost in a book uh, and act like I'm watching a movie or something. And it's, it's the best relaxing. feeling. Yeah. Best feeling. If you do that while on a hike, that's something even crazier. You'll do that. You feel like you feel amazing. I like I, listen to a book. Listen or? to a book. Read a book. Go like just go somewhere very very quiet, dude. I it was so strange. So I I went on a hike and I passed by and I'm like, I don't, you know, you see people and they're like, oh hey, everybody was waves and shit. So I like look and and the guy was sitting down and I like look over and I'm like, oh this dude is he took off you know all his stuff, leaning on his backpack and he's just reading a book out in the middle of a, like nowhere. And I'm I like, love that. this is dope. <laughs> I'm like, this is such a good. Idea. I know it like. Mm -hmm seems so simple but like when we're in the moment looking on our phone doing our thing like i'm yeah, not thinking that's not that shit. life anymore yeah like, yeah and that, that's what we need to tap into like now it's just like phone work like ugh, yeah i hate it yeah let's, yeah let's go like look at palm trees yeah and, let's like, go hang out yeah, yeah or yeah let's go read a book let's go paint mm -hmm. well, you, you know let's go talk yeah. let's do any of those things that are going to help us interact mm -hmm. i've been better with my phone uh put it on airplane mode um at night i make sure um, I try not to be, I have like three yeah, businesses and stuff. So it's like, I'm constantly like on it. So I try really, really hard not to Sunday, um, Saturday, like weekends, um, it, like work stuff. I try to like keep it, but it's, I try to like distance it if I can. I'm bad with it. It's I'm really bad, but it, I'm still <laughs> bad, but I'm getting better. You know, yeah, I'm, uh, aware yeah, I guess. yeah. So, and then trying. after that slowly starts to go, then it's going to be much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so journaling, reading books. I'm reading this book. Um, I just finished it actually. Now that I think about it, um, the Comfort Crisis. If you get an opportunity, I have recommended it to everybody. Mm. And what I found was the answer to the questions that you and I are talking about here: uh, exercise, um, eating better. Um, just, just take, taking care of your, doing something that gets your heart rate up, doing something that's going to challenge you. Like mm -hmm. I'm interested to see in the next three to five years, the path that you take mm -hmm. with challenging yourself physically and mentally. And they, those are, those will be intertwined. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to put yourself on a challenging path mm -hmm. on purpose. Yeah. And I hope so. Mm -hmm. Cause it'll be, you know, once again, a great thing to see. Yeah um develop and you know that's why I started climbing and hiking and not waiting on a Friday for a text to go get drunk um I kind of wanted to stay uncomfortable and then um mentally tired at the end of the day there's nothing better that not mentally exhausted like going I got my heart rate up I challenged myself I was around good people um you know I journaled or read and then you you got emotionally involved with something. And I mean that like in a, you help somebody or talk to somebody you love or mm -hmm. hadn't. Done, and then if you do all that, that's a busy day. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you're like, I am content mm -hmm. and at peace. Yeah. I find that that's helpful. I don't know if you find that helpful, yeah, but I do. I do. Yeah. But I am also interested because 
every aspect of my life right now is kind of up in the air. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure where my career is going to go, my love life is going to go, where I'm even living after my lease is up. Like, so right now, I'm just as curious as you yeah. to see, like, where I'm going to go. Uh, but as long as I keep doing these things to help my mental health and keep pushing myself, because I feel like I have been pushing myself, even starting my podcast, I mean, that was, like, huge. you know. Yeah. It's, it's, like, a big leap just because it's, like, you're doing something new and you have to like learn all these things about it and you have to have confidence and trust in yourself that you're going to do it right or just like do the best you can. So I I do think I'm going to take a challenging path as well and I wonder where I'm going to (laughs) go. But I mean, isn't that the great wonder of it all though Mm -hmm. is like there is no limit here because if you have all those things and you know, it's like the, you don't have to make mistakes, the same mistakes others made. You really can push yourself into whatever direction you want to go. And once you realize that it's it's always a choice. It's always a choice. Yeah. Drugs are a choice. I mean, like like you see people that are like, I, I, I just want to go this way. I want to drink. I want to do this. Sitting in your own self-pity, you know, at times mm-hmm. is a choice. Yeah. And so we always go like, I always say this, and I mean, I, I'm copying, you know, one of the greatest podcasters of all time, you know, Joe Rogan, but I'm just saying, like he says, he's like, be the hero in your own story. Like, think about your life as a movie. Which character do you want to be? Like, really think about it. Do you want to be the person that, you know, gets shot at the end? You know, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person, you know, that's, that's the the person struggling in the, in the film. You want to be the hero. You want to be, um, you know, or at least somebody that's helping the hero, yeah. you know? So I think... I think it's like you want to be that and it's okay to know that you're not in everybody else's movie. Like it's like, all right, cool. Go do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think seeing you progress to who you are now has been awesome to see for me and like just see the confidence and see everything. Oh, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm definitely um, trying my best. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to, um, where can they find your podcast? Where can they find it? Where can they get after it? So my podcast is called Reconstructing Reality. It's on Spotify mainly. It's also on Anchor FM. Um, I, I think it's on other streaming platforms too, <laughs> but like I don't really know what they're called. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's on Apple Podcast yet. Okay. Uh, but Spotify mainly. It's in my bio. I'm sure I'll be tagged in You'll be whatever tagged. this yes, is. Yes, you so will be tagged. You will be tagged. <laughs> Check out the link. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Definitely check it out if you guys do you, you do enjoy that kind of touching on that mental health and that self improvement and in kind of recreating um I think a meaningful relationship with how your mental health is actually can transform into something that maybe you understand a little bit better. The podcast is a really good podcast to have. There's also a few episodes that are more like just for fun. Oh, but that's and lighthearted. We, we, so we all do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like we, I, I, everybody says like, I thought this was a comedy podcast. I'm like, bro, I get deep. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and that's another thing like don't, I, in, and this is for me personally, everybody's podcast is different or everybody's topics are different. It's like, I want to talk about whatever the person I have on talking about. I did this yeah. actually because I work so much. I'm a conversationalist at heart. Mm-hmm. I just like talking to to people. Mm-hmm. Like I just like being around people, hearing your journey, hearing your story, mm-hmm. and how inspiring that is. And um, even you know that I know you and notice that I that I have a a little part in that too. Felt really you know good too. But mm-hmm. I just like talking to people. So, yeah. but like I said, to see you 
do everything that you've done has been awesome. I hope you keep it up. Thank do you. not stop. Just keep going. Um, Reconstructing Reality Podcast, Emma McPhee. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you for thank you. Me. Ben knows nothing. Oh, <laughs> I, I, you saw, she saw me hit the, the mic with my nose twice. I know she did. All right. We are out of here. Later. Peace.